Hello and welcome to the Nitty Gritty Reviews podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Jurassic Park, which has its 25th anniversary coming up. And I've got with me here today my friends Sammy and Brian. Hello. Hello. And so this movie is, of course, directed by Steven Spielberg and is written by Michael Crichton and David Coep. And it is starring Sam Neill as Grant, Laura Dern as Ellie, Jeff Goldblum as Malcolm, Richard Attenborough as Hammond, Samuel L. Jackson as Arnold, and Wayne Knight as Nedry. Nedry? Nedry. There we go. All right, so before we jump into the grid and start uh, delving into this movie, um, this is what I just need to say right off the bat. I love this movie. I know you guys do too. It's one I've seen dozens of times. Um, and so we were talking a little bit before we started recording of like when, like how old we were when we first saw it. Like, like for a long time, I would have sworn I saw it in theaters when it was new. And then pretty recently I was like, no, I would have been like just turning five. Yeah. Pretty sure I didn't see it in theaters. <laughs> um, so I have no idea. Like, it just feels like a movie that I've just always have had seen. So I... I don't know. I must have been maybe eight or nine when I first... Like, I was still fairly young, because I do remember uh, renting the VHS from Blockbuster, and there were, like, special features at the end explaining the special feature, explaining the special effects and stuff, and I remember just watching it as a family and just being in awe of all these things they did, um, which we'll get into <laughs> down the grid. But yeah, so that's kind of my my history with, with this movie. Uh, how about you guys? Um, I was 11, saw it in the theater. It actually scared the crap out of me at first, just because movies didn't look like that. Yeah. It just looked so real, and it was just so intense, and just, I'd never seen a movie like that. And it just changed so much for me, I guess, in a way of almost what to expect from movies. I was terrified while watching it, but I loved it the moment it was over. Yeah. And I would have been 12, uh, came out in 93. And yeah, it was it was life changing in that you could believe that these dinosaurs were real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was such a a shift in the level of craft and what special effects could could make happen with the blend between all the practical effects and the digital effects that just gave it a presence that I mean there was you couldn't help but suspend your disbelief that these people were you know, not actually in peril from real dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going to add us how you saw it, though? Um, but no, I uh, grew up on Kauai, which is where a lot of the filming took place on location. Um, so as the film was being made, there was a lot of buzz around the island. Like, I, um, one of the guys that's uh, in the opening scene as a raptor handler um, actually played paintball with him. You know, my uh, one of my good friends owned, or his parents owned a nursery, and so they had rented out a lot of plants for um, set dressing, especially around the the main Jurassic Park gate. I mean, the wow. majority of the plants that are right up against the road are all potted. I mean, they're huh. they're rental plants. So yeah, it's it's just a lot of little stuff like that that kind of increased my personal connection to the movie, and so. When it first came out, there was a couple of preview screenings at the local theater, and one of them was for people that were extras or hired hands on the film. They actually got to go and watch it, you know, at like four o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Before it got released, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like pre-release, which was was really cool. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, So I saw not that showing, but they had another one that was open to the public after that, but it was still before the wide release had taken effect. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. All right. Well, with that note, should we delve into the grid? Let's do this. Do it. All right. So the first category is going to be writing, plot, and genre. This is going to be a, a hard movie for me to, to even figure out where to delve into. There's so much to talk about <laughs> in every category. Um, I mean, there's just so much. I definitely... Well, I gave, there, are two, there are two perfect tens that I gave this movie uh, within this category. The first was for pace. Um, I mean, this movie just keeps on going and it's just so like even when it's not action-packed it's just so fluid with the plot like it's just just perfectly crafted as far as as maintaining your attention and just keeping it going from beginning to end um which is just really really well done and then the other perfect 10 uh, within this category was the world building and exposition i just said i mean there's a lot of like pretty heavy scientific like exposition within this story relatively speaking and they handle it pretty well like i love the the scene where they're like going through the amusement park ride and it's like the hokey like straight the DNA. Yeah, exactly <laughs> and it's so just like it reminds me of like the magic school bus or something like it's so specifically 90s and yet still holds the test of time like it's just this like hokey little cartoon like here's what we do <laughs> and, and i don't know i just love that scene and i think it does a a pretty good job, especially at that time. Like, I feel like this kind of, of science fiction was not, I don't know, like, especially, like, cloning. Like, nowadays, it's like, I have the clone dinosaurs. Like, that's pretty much hey, all we you knew need. so little about DNA. Exactly. Or even the book knew so little about DNA at the time. Yeah, and especially, like, even scientists were still figuring stuff out. But, like, the, the majority of just everyday people, like, it just wasn't talked about the way it is now. Um, and even things like... Um, dinosaurs coming from birds like that wasn't a fully accepted theory yet and here it is in this movie and they're just like yep this is what we're going with here's the exposition that you need and it's just handled so well um so those are the two things that that stand out um i mean this category is very strong for me overall but those two got perfect times for me nice for sure i i have a hard time arguing with that it's you know so many movies will drag here and there or that they'll be moving at such a breakneck, breakneck pace that you almost have trouble catching your breath, and there's so much going on that that you know you inevitably lose some things. Yeah. But this movie is one of those few that just is perfectly balanced. You know, it's a it's a nice. You have the spike of action in the opening scene, which moves into introducing the cast and. You know, there's a nice crescendo that when things finally start happening, it's just like. Bam. Yeah. You know, and the, the plot does a good job of building up to that and then maintaining that once the that crescendo is reached. Yeah. And it's it's yeah, it's a testament to filmmaking. It's absolutely awesome. I agree. <laughs> At the dig site, you know, and the little boy's like, it looks like a giant turkey, and when he just scares the crap out of that kid explaining <laughs> that he used the claw to gut him and everything, like it's just Nice way to introduce, like, to make sure that you know that you're supposed to be afraid of velociraptors. Oh, yeah. Like, it does does a great job of that, and it does a great job of, like, weirdly making his character likable, even though it's kind of an unlikable thing to intimidate a kid like that. But it's like, that kid was being stupid, and he's going to use his, like, scientific knowledge to prove that kid wrong. Well, also, you know, growing up as a kid, all kids like dinosaurs, and, you know, we all, most of us knew what a brachiosaurus was, or most of us knew what a T-Rex was, but most of us did not know what a velociraptor was at the time. Yeah. They weren't a dinosaur that was talked about, which is now, I mean, every kid knows what a velociraptor is. Whereas before that, 
you know, yeah. they were really kind of flying under the radar underneath, you know, brontosaurus and stegosaurus and stuff. And you don't even have a stegosaurus in Jurassic Park. I thought that was neat that they chose, at the time, the dinosaur not a lot of people knew about. In the very beginning, was like, by the way, this dinosaur is badass and it'll mess you up. Right. Might not be as big as the T-Rex, but... It'll jack it'll, you. Yeah. Yeah. I also really like, this is kind of a, a nerdy little thing, but I do appreciate in particularly early Spielberg movies, his ability to take these really specific occupations that are pretty nerdy and turn them into something so badass, like... Cave mission? Huh? A chaotician, you mean? Mathematician specializing in chaos. And yet he's like the coolest character in the whole movie. (laughs) Like, he's awesome. (laughs) So... Paleontologists, where you end up thinking they're just super cool in this movie. I wonder, I'm sure many kids after that movie were like, I'm gonna dig up dinosaurs. Yeah, but how many kids came out of this movie going, I'm gonna be a paleobotanist? Not many. Plants aren't that I'm sure some did. I mean, it probably would have helped if they didn't just have our character dig through poop for half the movie. Yeah. Like, like what little kid yeah. is like, yep, that's... I'm dig through poop it. and run a whole bunch. I want to stick... <laughs> I want to be near a pile of poop so large that I can stick my entire arm up to the shoulder yeah. into it. <laughs> well, that's, like, one of the best... I mean, especially as a kid, because of the way movies were back then, like, you know, Malcolm saying it, now that's one big pile of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, because in the Lego video game... There's actually like an order to find stuff if you yeah. dive into the pile of poop and you can only, only be her or Owen, I think. was great. Yeah. yeah. There's only a couple characters that do it. Yeah. That's so good. I bought a couple other Lego games thinking they were going to be as good as the Jurassic Park Those one. Great. Like the Marvel one was awful. I was so disappointed. Yeah, they're not as much fun. The Jurassic mm-hmm. World and uh, the Star Wars ones are always fun. Um, there were a few more nitpicky things that I had within like plot structure. That was the... It's still about a 7 out of 10. Like, it still exceeds expectations. Um, but just a few things that I was like, that doesn't quite track. Um, like, how Grant, like, at the very beginning when he's telling, I think it's in that same part where he's telling the kid about the Velociraptor raptor, and he says something about, like, you know, you might think you can just stand still and it won't see you like the T-Rex, but, like, like their vision's not, like, their visions are different. And, like, what part of a skeleton tells you about their visual acuity that it can't see. Yeah, that's visions based on movement. But you need yeah. to tell me it can't smell or hear. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like when the T-Rex is right in front of their face and blows his hat off. It's like, she doesn't smell him right there? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was raining, but still. Still. Um, so that, And then not to mention the fact that, like, especially Malcolm, he tells him, like, stay still, don't run, like, 20 times. And he runs away from that T-Rex, like, five separate times. And I'm like, just stand still, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why he won't. I would just, run. Well, he well, was trying, probably he was too, trying to, but like, at that, the first time, he was trying to distract the T-Rex. So that but it was Grant already distracted. I know, which, yeah, but... But there was another right? time <laughs> when they come to find him, and then the T-Rex comes, and he's like, run! And then it's like, I mean, it's an epic chase where they're like in the Jeep driving yeah. away, and I'm like... Must go faster. Yeah, but I'm like, no, opposite! Must yeah. go slower! Stop moving! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> which doesn't really, it doesn't impede my enjoyment much, but it's just every time I'm like, what are you doing? And then to have, I don't know, the fact that he knows that, right? Like, it would have been better if he somehow discovers through the course yeah. of the movie that, like, oh, wait, I think it can't see us if we just stay still. But that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, if I remember yeah. correctly, that was based on the scientific theory of the time, based on the skeletal structure of its skull, the size of its brain, and the comparisons that paleontologists of that time could make to different birds and lizards now. 
Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying it's fully justified, but there's yeah, they would a little bit able, of basis. They would I mean, still be able to smell and stuff. Oh, yeah. for sure. Especially the schnoz that size, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know if this is the time to talk about it, but for me, another thing that's always bothered me is the cage. You know, they're stopped in front of the cage, and you can see the goat, and she eats the goat. And she just steps right out like it's no problem. But then when the car scene happens, it's this huge yeah. drop, and then... And you're like, all right, cool. And then next thing you know, they're climbing back over again. I'm like, but but if did she jump? Like right. how what? Like yeah. That part has always bothered me. Like, how did she get over that wall so easily if it was that far down? She tore through the fence. Yeah, but the part Yeah. So like they drop way down. There's like a tree. Yes. Yeah. yes, I realized. But how that. did she just climb up there like it was nothing? But it's not like there's just the wall and nothing there. I mean the goat is on a platform. Yeah. But they there's, show her basically walking over from the same spot that the car went over, is what I'm saying. That's what, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know it's a little nitpicky. I think that's going to be continuity. Yeah. 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 There are a few <laughs> things like that with this movie. But again, it doesn't really impede my enjoyment. No, it doesn't make it less much. believable or less rad. Yeah, but it's just, you know, one of those, upon closer inspection. Yeah. Watching as an adult for the 50th time, you're like, wait exactly. a minute. Yeah. And there's another one that, this gets brought up quite a bit, so I won't harp on it too much. But for as epic as the end scene is, where the, the T-Rex comes in and, and gets the Velociraptors and they're able to get away, like, that's great. I love it. How in the hell did that T-Rex get in that building? It's a sneaky T-Rex. There's, there's no doorway big enough for it, and there's no hole in any of the walls. I don't think she came in through the ceiling. I don't think ceiling. she figured out the door locks like the Velociraptors did, so. And even if she could, those doors were not very big. True. Um, I don't know, but that roar at the end is one of the best things I know. ever. Still gives me goosebumps. Yeah, so it's kind of like... <laughs> It's forgivable, and it used to. I used to think because I've heard that complaint before, and I've always kind of rolled my eyes. I'm like, "You're being nitpicky," and then the older I get, the more I'm like, "Yeah, but for real, how did she get in there?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there are a few things like that 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 kept the the plot structure score from getting a particularly high score, but still seven out of ten. I mean, that's still as far as like the plot points of like what these characters do and getting from A to B. Like it's very well structured. There's just a few little things here and there that are like. Probably could have been a little more solid. So I thought genre I gave it an eight point four. Oh, there was sorry, there was one thing um, within genre illustration tropes that I feel like even as a probably not as a kid, but by the time I was like in high school, this was already something that was bothering me, and that's the uh, the teenage hacker trope. Where, like, she just, out of nowhere, she's not even, like, a teenager. She's, like, 12, and she's, like... I know this. Yeah, and it's, like, we already heard Samuel L. Jackson say, like, like I cannot get this park running without Dennis Nedry. Like, I, like it's, it's impossible. We can't do it. And they try for, like, half the movie. Like, they're in the background. Well, that was before they decided to shut down the whole system, right? Was it? It was. Yeah. Okay, well, still. Because she went and rebooted the system, and I think that's why she was able to do it. Still, she shouldn't I mean, have been still, able. Yeah, she shouldn't <laughs> have been able. This is a Unix system. I know this. I'm going to click this one square, and oh, hey, that's everything. And even, like, the... I mean, this gets more into, like, I guess, the special effects I get, but, it, I mean, it had to have been in the script that it's, like... Like, just the design of whatever program. I'm like, what? That's not how hacking works. That's not how computers... Like, it's, like, this map of the like 3d map that she's like going through and it's all slowly going yeah, yeah i'm like you should just be like typing in strings of code and like bam or you know or something like that's just not i think part of that is 93 and not a lot of people understood that computer i mean that's what because i was watching it with tristan who is a computer programmer and i i had met i was like you know i know it was 93 but like come on like this is ridiculous and his whole thing 
which I kind of like and I wish I could let go of things more because as a computer programmer, almost any time there's a computer in a scene, he's like, that's not how it works. It's yeah. yeah, but his he's like, like, well, computers are just magic in movies and I just go with it. <laughs> I'm like, I, I appreciate that you can let go. I, however, cannot. <laughs> so that kept the... Um, the genre cliches, tropes, and twists. I still that one still got an eight out of ten, um, but it would have gone higher if there weren't, uh, particularly that scene. That totally makes sense. Me. Yeah. But anyway, that was uh, pretty much the last thing of note that I had within this category. <laughs> I know I went, I'm going to be going on for a little bit on a lot of these, so feel free to good. interrupt me anytime because <laughs> I get excited. It's <laughs> a great movie. It is a great movie. Um, so what were, what were your guys' unless there's anything else you wanted to add, what were your final scores for plot and genre? I did 8.4. Okay. I got a 9.43. <laughs> you and your decimals are so specific. I like it, <laughs> but it's so specific. Um, I gave it an 8.8. .8. Outstanding. Okay. Alright, so that's gonna bring us to writing characters. This one I was a little bit more harsh on, um, just because as far as, like, character arcs and character inner needs, there wasn't a lot there. Yeah. Um, which is forgivable because it is such a like action adventure movie. Like you can kind of get away with just being like, uh, they, I mean, they just need to survive. That's well, that's really a good character enough. arc that you see is the fact that at the very beginning of the movie you realize that Doctor Grant doesn't like kids, and then at the end, you know, he's on the helicopter holding them. You know, right? Like, which he which I do grows to care for the kids, and you know, I think that's exactly. really the only character growth really. And besides the fact that I guess Lexi stopped crying so much. Well, and Doctor Hammond also realized that his. Mm -hmm. His big dream of creating Jurassic Park is uh, more of a folly. Yeah. And maybe yeah, he shouldn't have done And that money can't yeah. fix all of your problems. Right. So there, I mean, mm -hmm. there is something there, and it's more than a lot of movies within the genre have. Um, so both of the, for character inner needs and character arcs, I gave both of those a 6 out of 10, um, which is still, for this movie especially, fairly low. <laughs> Most things got higher than... I did 7.5. That's fair. But I definitely love, I mean, there's things like, I mean, character likability. These characters are all, even the characters you're not supposed to like, you love. Yeah. Um, and dialogue also. There's so many, so many quotable lines of dialogue and just fun, just fun. Like, it's just a fun movie. So I know yeah. and so that comes with the dialogue as well as uh, just everything. So. I mean, even like the lawyer is just such a weasel, but like. Exactly. Like, part of that made me laugh last night, but I guess. I kind of forgot about because it's been a while that you know when they're in the jeep and all this power shut down and tim finds the night vision goggles he's like where did you find those under my seat are they heavy yeah well then they're expensive put it back yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was like that's great yeah. <laughs> he's such a weasel though yeah. he left us he left us <laughs> yeah character likability is is an easy 10 for me yeah and all of these characters are are very much archetypes Muldoon. No, yeah. they'll embody the best of whatever their their profession is. Like Muldoon yeah. being big game hunter, game warden, and he's, you know, like a flinty-eyed badass with a rifle who's managing these animals that have been extinct for tens of millions of years. And then you've got the the cutting edge, you know, theoretical mathematician, chaos theory guy, and he's like a no, oh, I'm wearing an open shirt, a suit jacket. Look at me. I, <laughs> tinted I've got glasses. tinted eyeglasses. <laughs> yeah. My hair perfectly coiffed. I'm so awesome. Yeah. I, I think that each character is is such a distillation of, of everything that their roles need to be that there's not a lot of not a lot to complain about when it comes to it. You know, you've got the, the outdoorsy paleontologist that, you know, 
by nature, their profession puts them outdoors a lot. So they are going to be capable in an outdoor setting. So being yeah. able to see them also take, you know, all of their theory and put that into practice and dealing with these live dinosaurs, it was very, it was a very uh, cool mix that just made all of the characters that much more likely because you yeah. can identify them with them as as people in this situation. I mean, you know, we talk a lot about character outer goals and inner needs, and I mean, outer goal: don't get eaten by dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But especially for me, like the. Like one of the best scenes in the whole movie to me is when they first pull up in that Jeep and they first see it. Like when he's looking and she's like, this plant shouldn't exist and grabs her head and twists it and she's just like, oh. Yeah. He's like, what do you think? And he's like, I think I'm out of a job. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah, that whole scene to this day is just like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, all, all the characters are just super likable. Yeah. Yeah. Even the Weasley lawyer. Even yeah. The Weasley lawyer. <laughs> yeah. And like he's the only one that's like, yeah, let's do this. We're gonna make a fortune. Yeah, these people don't get eaten. Oh, you were one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, the part when they first walk up to the raptor cage and Muldoon's just like, I think they should all be destroyed. Yep. I also like just within the within the character development that like every character had some sort of uh, like unique character trait or unique quirk that like like just gave us so much information. Like like Lex is a vegetarian. It's like mm. of course she's gonna be like just disgusted by like the the dinosaur eating the goat but then it becomes that much more terrifying when it's like oh now it's gonna yeah now it's gonna eat (laughs) us and it becomes like this recurring theme of like are they veggie sores or like meat Meat sores yeah um so i like that just having that little bit of information helped with like the terror of everything like it just added something to it exactly yeah and then you have like tim is just like obsessed with grant like it's like his childhood hero that he meets while he's still a child. Like, it's just yeah. it's like this element of, like, I don't know, just relatability. Like, who who wasn't a kid that age that had somebody that they were, like, you know, whether it be someone wrote a book or was in a movie or whatever, and then it's like, oh, this little kid gets to, like, meet his hero because his grandpa's a billionaire, yeah. you know? Uh, so I like just little details like that. Um, and that Dennis was, like, so obsessed with, like, I need more money, I need to get a raise, like, you, I'm underappreciated. So then, of course, he goes out and tries to do this great big like get rich quick scheme that just gets everybody including him killed not everybody Mm -hmm. but a lot of people killed um so there's just little details within the characters that i just thought was was great and even like uh like jeff goldblum's character who's like constantly flirting with ellie and then is like like he's like oh yeah i've got three kids i love kids it's like in a lot of ways he would be better suited to be with her than grant yeah you know and so it's like i was looking for the future uh what does he say the the future ex mrs malcolm yeah Yeah. exactly so he's like got that weird thing going um and then even like just the relationship between ellie and grant like it's really not even a part of the movie like they're they're together yeah you know they're together yeah but it's not it's like it's not like he doesn't even leveraged at all no, exactly. As part of the story, which yeah, I don't even think. Yeah, yeah, they don't even kiss. I don't think at any point no, in the movie just hug. they hug at, at a point where I'm like, she would hug anybody because there's just like someone else who's still alive. Great. Yeah. You know, and but they just have like these little conversations, and like he doesn't even really get super jealous when like Malcolm's blatantly flirting with her. I mean, he, so when he asks her, and he's like, "Are you guys together?" He's like, "Yeah, something like that, or something like." Yeah, that. he doesn't even confirm. Yes, he just says, "Yeah, I think something, something like, like that." that yeah. Um, which is just great because like usually with movies like this it's like oh when are the lovers going to be reunited and it's like this whole thing that drives the plot and it's like no they just kind of happen to be together I enjoy the 
that at times when there's the lack of the love story doesn't Me have to too. be the only thing to run a freaking story. Sometimes exactly. It's frustrating where I'm like, why was that there? Yeah. It was unnecessary. Yeah. It's yeah. The obligatory love story. It either needs to end or like we need to get some diversity, like with, with just different, different thing. Like it's just the same love story in every mm-hmm. movie. And it's like, like, can we get some like LGBTQ romances in here or some like just something that's, Different. Exactly. And I know that gets into a whole can of worms with like international marketing and stuff, but I like just don't have a love story or want to do something different. Which is now I'm going on a rant about something that this movie did well. (laughs) And now I'm ranting about other movies that don't. But yeah, so their relationship was just really refreshing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Although at the same time, you know. Why the hell would you invite your grandkids to this thing? And it hasn't even, you know, just work, work out the kinks first before you put. <laughs> he thought they were. I mean, if yeah. Nedry hadn't done his thing, it probably <clears throat> have gone off just fine. The movie would have been really short. Yeah. And people probably would have been trying to clone dinosaurs to this day. Whereas most of us that grew up with movie are like, don't do it! <laughs> yeah. Because they still talk about it sometimes. I'm like, no! Yeah. It's a great have idea. You not in theory. Seen the, yeah. the historical record Jurassic Park. <laughs> we don't call yeah. dinosaurs. The, the, the yeah. famous Malcolm line, you know, just they never, you know, said they could, they never stopped to think if they should. Which I love about this movie, too, that it has like a, a very clear theme throughout the whole movie of like, well, here's what we can do, but like, what should we do? And, and th- that just plays a theme throughout the whole movie. And that, I mean, that's Hammond's arc throughout the movie as he starts off being like, like, this is going to be great. Everyone should be able to come. It's not about money. It's just about the experience. Like, oh, the experience is going to get people killed. Let's maybe not. <laughs> yeah. And I also like, one last thing that I have, at least, with the, with the characters. Um, I really like, we talked about it a little bit already, with, like, with Grant's introduction, where he's, like, intimidating the kid. And, like, that's the moment that makes us like him. <laughs> it's like, he's just being mean to this kid. And we, we learn that, like, he has trouble with kids and all that, like, after the... Like he talks with Ellie after that, and they're just like, "Oh, like, what does he say?" He's like, "It's like you want one of those someday." She's what like, yeah, "Yeah, what's not to like?" You know? What's what they list? It's like they're expensive, they're dirty, and, they're, <laughs> and they, they just smell. Said, they smell. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean they smell? The baby smell. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I love that. That's our introduction. But then we get like a a mirroring of that when we have the lawyer who like leaves the kids, and Lex like says multiple times, like left he us. he left us. Yeah. And then he comes in and saves them. And then he's like, he's like, he left you, but I'm not going to leave you. So it's like, even though he doesn't like kids, he's going to do the right thing. So I'm not going like, to watch him get eaten by Exactly. So it's like, we already liked this character, but now we see like, okay, now he's like a hero because he's going to do the right thing. And even if it's outside of his comfort zone, like, of course you're going to save the kids. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that was a great touch too, that like, we see he doesn't like kids and then he becomes a hero for saving the kids when someone else was sleazy and just booked it. Seven um, toilet and got eaten off of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's about... I mean, I could go on, I'm sure, but... Well, yeah. I'll stop myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the characters, even Samuel Jackson, before he was the Samuel Jackson we know and love today. Yeah. Still an interesting character, Mr. Arnold. Yeah. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> uh, should we give our final scores for the character section? Yes. Yes. Um, I gave... I did a, a 7.8, which it's, exceeds expectations. It's really close to that outstanding range. Um, and it's really just the the lack of inner needs and character arcs that that kept it from getting to the outstanding range, but still a very strong category. I give it a solid eight. All right. And I scored it at eight point four three. All right. All right. All right. So that's going to bring us to the next category, which is acting and casting. Face acting, I gave it ten. The facial expressions throughout the whole thing. Like I said, their faces when they first see the dinosaurs, like 
her face, you know, with the, you know, the disgust of the, the goat or like them when they first see the, the triceratops or um, her when she gets sneezed on, for God's sake. Yeah. Which, fun fact, I can relate to that. I've been sneezed on by an elephant. That's pretty gross. Not as funny, but very similar. <laughs> and yeah, she played that part well. I mean, all the facial expressions were just... They, I mean, even though half time what they're looking at when it's the CG, they're not actually there. But hell yeah, they pulled that off. Yeah. And she's sitting there with her face and she's got the jello. She's oh, yeah. the shadow. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, especially the kids. Like, it's, They were great. They were phenomenal. It's kind of weird they didn't go on. At least I don't think they went on to do much else. Because they were... I know the... I don't even know their names, but the, the girl, <laughs> I know she's like an artist now. The boy's still done stuff. He was actually okay. a guest star um, on Elementary a little while ago. Like, I'm oh. watching it by myself at, at night and you were asleep. And I was like, it's Tim! <laughs> Said it to a room of dogs, but, you know, still, I had to say it out loud. And I double-checked my MDB to make sure that I was, because he looks so much older. But, yeah, it's him. Yeah. I was like, oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the reaction shots, the the physical response that these actors were able to portray in you know reacting to the situations with these dinosaurs is in a lot of cases you know the the complete dinosaur wasn't there or it was you know a green screen you know at very little time was there ever a full representation of the full dinosaur given that full the sit full a lot (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but but to give them the the full presence of what they're supposed to be facing and then the fact that they can sell it so well that there's no way that you can believe anything other than they're being stared down by a t-rex you know it's just it gives it a a a sense of realism that it just adds to the total package and just sucks you in to the yeah to the film and really makes it an experience which made you believe that there were actually dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah, just the the looks of awe and then terror, like just the, I don't know, the, I'm just reiterating what you've said now. <laughs> it's just, it's good stuff. It bears repeating. It's all really yeah. good. Yeah. Like the part when, you know, the lost rapper comes through the fence when she's in the power room and her face just, oh, yeah. One thing that um, lowered this category a little bit for me is, um, uh, I already forgot uh, his name, and I just said it, but um, Dennis Nedry. Nedry. Every time, why do I do that? Um, they sound you want to call him Newman? I mean, he is Newman. Like, I just, <laughs> I can't, and I didn't even watch that much Seinfeld. Like, he's Newman. He's just Newman, and I feel bad, because normally, like, I don't usually typecast, like, actors in my head like that, but he's just, I can't see him as anything other than no. Newman. Even when he's on um, Thirty Rock or Third Rock, he's still the Rock from the Sun. He's still the same guy. So yeah, yeah he's just one of those people. Um, so that kind. I mean, even though he was playing a similar type of character, so it wasn't too much of a stretch. Uh, it did. It d- takes me a little bit out of the movie every time, just because I'm like Newman. <laughs> Which seeing is, him getting eaten by a Dilophosaurus uh, was quite satisfying. That is a great scene. <laughs> it really um, is. Here's a stick, stick, stupid. It's like, I want to eat you. Well, I don't have any food. And I'm like, your food, bro. <laughs> well, like the whole thing is like, you know, he basically is responsible, the soul, he's responsible for all those people dying, including himself, just because he wanted some money. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, it was a lot. Of- True story. <laughs> it was a lot. It's even a lot of money for t- today's standards. But. I mean, with, uh, what was it, 11 or 12 species at 750,000 per viable embryo? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that fancy Barbasol can is under several inches of mud and will never be found again. See, my mom thought the second one was going to be someone finding those. And it wound up being completely different. But I kind of... Yeah, well, your mom's wrong about a lot of things. 
I kind of thought that thinks. too, but then watching it this time, I'm like, no, they even say like you have 13 hours and then the it's not going to keep it cold anymore and the embryos mm. are going to die. Yeah. Or the same time or whatever. They're, you know, mummified. I don't know. Encased. Yeah, I suppose. But probably not. Yeah. Same time, you don't see <clears throat> Tiny Can having that much ability to keep viable embryos cold for even 13 hours, but science mm-hmm. fiction. <laughs> So one of the things that I scored rather low in this category, so I mean almost everything that I scored is in the outstanding category, um, but extras, I scored it at a six because there's like twelve extras. I had I had a similar. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah, I did a, a five out of ten because it was really just just that opening scene that I can remember, and yeah. maybe a little bit. It's in... a brief scene at the uh, the taco stand. Yeah. Yeah. Where uh, he meets with Dodson. Dodson! We've got, We've Dodson, got Dodson here! here. Nobody cares. <laughs> oh, the part. See, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, or the dude that's on the boat on the phone, but that's about it, really. But, you know, not everything I said extras. The dinosaurs are the extras, right? Extra special. Uh, extra special. <laughs> <laughs> I almost gave it a higher score for extras because I do like that there wasn't a need for that many extras. Like, I like the more contained stories, but then I realized that that's more of a, a writing thing than the acting and I just didn't feel like the I don't like in the scenes where they're like the opening scene like like oh yeah these are extras like mm-hmm. they didn't I don't know so it was, yeah it, it met expectations yep. um so yeah I agree I, I gave that a five out of ten whereas everything else is is pretty high throughout the grid for me I also really liked um going back to the main characters a little bit I really liked the the contrast between Sam Neill and Laura Dern like just like he's so like grouchy and just had like such a like he's not necessarily grouchy but he just has that that archetypical like cynical yeah and just very like gruff almost like he just has that type and then she's like so peppy and so happy all the time and like there's just a great dynamic between them and then to see like they totally split off and have their own separate adventures and deal with things in different ways and so I just thought I mean, that's dipping back into writing a little bit, but just the the dynamics of, of both the casting and their performances. She proves herself to be quite the badass, actually. She does, which I forget every time. Like, I had written a note about how I wanted to see her do more, and then by the end of the movie, I'm like, we see her do a ton. She yeah. kicks ass. Like, and she kicked a velociraptor. Yeah. And y- face. True story. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, turned all the power back on and held someone's arm. Severed arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Should have beat the Velociraptor with it. That would have been entertaining. That would have been pretty cool. No, <laughs> or just fed it to him. Play yeah. fetch with seriously. The arm. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Been like, don't eat me here. Yeah, it's got some good bicep meat. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I felt the whole movie was cast beautifully. I, I do feel like we need to talk about Jeff Goldblum a little bit because I mean he's he's phenomenal and he's part of what makes. I mean, obviously the dinosaurs make this movie very iconic, but like most people i feel like remember aside from the dinosaurs remember him the most like yeah. like his lines and his his very specific very 90s but very specific look like mm-hmm. he just like like he's just iconic in this movie weirdly and it, and sometimes it's very silly like there's a few times where he's like injured and he's like sprawled out in like a fabio pose the open shirt yeah yes. and i'm just like this is like so ridiculous and over the top but i kind of love it because it's jeff goldblum yeah, like, right. um, I mean, how many people have used the line life finds a way thanks to that movie right they're even still recycling that yeah to sell the you know jurassic world fallen kingdom that's they're still using that same, same line I'm yeah so excited he's gonna be in it i hope he's in it more too. than it looks like he's gonna be yeah 
Because it kind of looks like he's out there, yeah, giving everyone the warning. Like, um, I've lived this right before. Let's not do this again, please. Yeah. Looking forward to that one, though. I hope it's good. It just, it just looks so disaster movie-ish, which they all kind of are. But We actually saw a new trailer for it before um, Solo, and it has a much different twist than I thought it was going to compared hmm. to what the original trailers were showing. Just FYI. Okay. Yeah, it looks more promising with the new trailers. I kind of wish I hadn't seen the new trailers. I concur. I would have been very surprised. But, ooh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, was there anything else you want to add um, for acting and casting? I don't think so. Um, no. All right, what were your final scores? Give it a solid nine. All right. 8.29. <laughs> All right. Being dragged down by extras. Yeah, mine was too. Uh, mine was a 7.3, which still exceeds expectations, but is a little bit lower than your guys's. I feel okay with it though. I think a lot of, I think uh, casting secondary characters took maybe a bigger hit than it deserved for for uh, Dennis, but oh well, I don't He's regret it. The character it. you're supposed to hate and you're supposed to enjoy the fact that he gets eaten and he definitely yeah. delivered on those two parts. Yeah, yeah. You absolutely hate him and when he gets eaten, I don't think a single person in theater wasn't like, yeah, eat him, dinosaur, you enjoy it. Like, very rare that you're going to cheer on the dinosaur, but in that moment you're like, hell yeah, spit that venom. All right, so that's going to bring us to the next category, which is going to be cinematography lighting. And this one, I had kind of forgotten how how much I liked the lighting, or maybe I hadn't even paid attention to it since... Uh, I don't know when the last time I saw it was before today. Maybe I hadn't um, started paying attention to that kind of stuff. I don't know. But I was pleasantly surprised. I thought the, the lighting was was pretty solid throughout. I agree. You get the mood you're supposed to be in in every scene. Like, yeah. the whole shebang. Like, when it's light, it's light and funny, and then all of a sudden it gets dark and scary, and people start dying. And, yeah. One part that I really like is when they're, uh, they're in the, like, incubation room or whatever that place is where all the eggs are hatching and uh grant like towards the end of that scene when grant realizes what kind of dinosaur it is and he's like what kind of dinosaur is this and there's like a a shift in the lighting at that point like it was very bright throughout that whole scene so like this white room it's very bright and then once he realizes there's velociraptors like there's a little shift and you see like much more shadow on his face yeah and he's like just holding it staring at like oh crap yeah um, so I just love that, and that's just a one of the many ways that they really delivered on like you think the T Rex is going to be the scary one. No, 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 no yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just loved that uh, more subtle, like little moment of like, oh yeah, here's the here's the real villain of this movie. It's the Velociraptors, um, and you see it time and again before you actually see the Velociraptors. Um, so I, I really loved that moment. I agree. Sorry, I was just trying to think of. When do you actually see the Velociraptors? I'm trying to remember the um, scene. Not until toward the end. Yeah. When she's in the power thing, I think. Well, I mean, you see like a shot, like the outline of it when um, in the very beginning, you know, in the cage thing, the Shota yeah. part. But then you don't really <clears throat> see them, yeah, until they're going, when she's going to turn the power back on. Yeah. You, really see them. you never like fully, fully see them really. Like the only time, the first time you like really see them completely is the kitchen scene. I love that scene so because it's a great scene. But again, it does it has a, a great use of lighting to mm-hmm. shift the mood and tone because it, it, in the scene leading up to the Velociraptors chasing the kids around the kitchen, you know, the the kids are in the dining hall 
and they're eating ice cream and jello, and they've just been through a great ordeal. But you know, Kick out this warmly lit area that you know there's some shadows in the corners, but where they are right now, it's well lit and it's safe. And then the velociraptors show up, and then so then they have to run and they hide into the kitchen. And there's you know the the warm kind of yellow red lighting gives it a, a bit of menace, and then just a lot of shadows. Yeah. As the they're being stalked, and it's a great tool to ratchet up the tension. I agree. That is leveraged very well in that scene specifically, but throughout the movie, it's it's a great tool. Um, I was repeating myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> even the lighting, even the lighting on the Velociraptors in the kitchen, because I watched that last night. Like the CG still holds up to this day. Yeah. Still holds up. Yeah. Which is amazing. Well, it's because so many of them were, I mean, we'll get more into this later, but, like, animatronics, like, they had, I mean, there's still green screen and stuff involved, but, like... Well, the part when they first walk into the door or when they jump up on the thing, that's all CG. And, like, they just still, yeah, they still look great. Which, you know, a lot of movies from then, you'd be like, (laughs) that's fake. Right. Um, Another scene that I really liked within the the lighting aspect is uh, the scene right before the kitchen scene, actually, where... um, uh, Muldoon, that's his name, right? Yeah. So Muldoon and Ellie are running away from the Velociraptors, and it's like bright daylight, and they're running away, and then Ellie reaches the watershed and like closes the door, and it's like darkness, and it's just fantastic cinematography because it's like, you know, the danger is outside, like in the wild yeah. where it's bright, and then she gets into this dark enclosed room where it should be, and of course we learn later yeah. that there is something in there, but it, you know, it's like this moment of relief of like, okay, it's out there. I'm in here. The door's locked. This is exactly, yeah, door's locked. Before we knew they could work door handles. Right. So it's like this great juxtaposition of like the bright light of day with like this super dark, like just not very well lit. You have like shadows on all sides of her coming from like the light that seeps in through the doorway. It's just like a gorgeous, um, and it's not a very long shot, but it's just this, this quick shot of her in the doorway right after the door closes. That was just gorgeous. And really, I thought, helps tell the story quite a bit because it's like danger's out there now it's safe but you're also in a dark enclosed space <laughs> if there is something in there which like there is stuck. yeah yeah um so i just loved that i thought that was um just really good i agree and then uh in this one the i don't know if we're going to let's say realism i gave a 10 because i felt like the movie just feels so real yeah, I gave it a nine for the same reason because yeah. I feel like it would have been really easy to to go totally stylized with the lighting, and which they do at times, but almost exclusively when there's not dinosaurs around. <laughs> like the scenes with the dinosaurs are are pretty realistically shot, especially as far as lighting is concerned, um, which just really amps up the the tension and the the fear, like both that the characters are feeling and as as an audience member thinking about what could happen to these characters. It just feels so real. So yeah, I totally agree. So um, we uh, do totals for cinematography lighting. Yeah, I think that's about all I have to say. Um, I scored it a 9.58 out of 10. I felt it was outstanding. I did a, a 9.2. Yeah, I'm going lower than both of you on, on these. Uh, both of you, I did just say that. <laughs> um, but I gave it a, an 8.1 out of 10. So it's still outstanding. Um, still a strong score. Absolutely. All right, so that's going to bring us to uh, cinematography camera work, um, which this was almost a perfect category for me. Um, I just thought there was just some some absolutely fantastic camera work throughout a lot of it, like the kitchen scene, 
Um, but it's just so I mean, like just the way things are framed and the way you know dinosaurs are in the background. It's like oh no, they're coming closer and and just the the way and there's camera movement with the dinosaurs and and just it's so fluid and uh, really amps up the tension. I just I really loved it. Absolutely, there's some killer shots in this movie. I mean, just the camera again just does an excellent job of of Making you feel like bringing you're you into it. Yeah, yeah, and just drawing you in to. To the events, um, I mean, some of the examples would be like the the Velociraptor chase through the ductwork after the get the power back on, you know, trying to escape through the ducts, and you know the raptor kind of just punches through, and it's it's very up close, you know, it's such a compact shot that it's just right there, and um, the camera does a great job of once Ellie kicks it in the face and it falls down, and then Lex starts to fall out. And it switches to an overhead shot looking straight down so you can see the, the raptor yeah. falling away and then, you know, pulling the kid back up. And it was just a, just a great sequence. Agreed. And the sense of scale early on when they had the, the shots looking out over the valley and you can see the herds of Parasolophus there with the brachiosaurs along the water's edge and just the, the sweeping shot of, of looking out over it as Grant is de- curled up in a ball, basically, just hyperventilating. Yeah. <laughs> and just, just seeing the, the scale of the whole thing. Yeah. It, uh, oh, God, am I missing? Yes. That was another good one with the uh, the camera work kind of weaving through Showing how they move the like herd of Gallimimus. And, yeah. And then getting real down close to the ground as they hid behind that fallen tree is, you know, pieces of them bursting them. off. And yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Excellent camera work. Agreed. That was one of the things I just... Probably not part of this part, but I'm just going to throw it in there when you're talking about the ductwork scene. Is the nice touch is when the Velociraptor standing right under the ductwork, and there's the light that shows in. You actually see the the, the little holes in the the ceiling parts are actually letters for DNA, and they show up on the Velociraptor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just thought that was a nice touch that didn't have to happen, but it was there, and I like it. Yeah, I like that shot yeah. a lot too. I also love just the way, um, and this is pretty classic Spielberg, but just the way you. Like, you, you don't actually see these dinosaurs for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And then when you do, it's like, oh, like, it's just like the, like you, and it's, I mean, like the T-Rex, you don't see it until it's escaping. And it's like, oh, crap, there's a T-Rex now. Yeah. Like, we, we've heard Russell's and, and see, we've heard a lot about them. And, and like we were saying earlier with the Velociraptors, like we, you know, we see all the, you know, plants shaking and hear the, like, the awful sounds of it eating its dinner. <laughs> but, like, we don't see these ferocious animals until, like, almost the last act, or at least the last half of the movie. Yeah. Um, so I just, I was just, just the, the, and a lot of that, I'm sure, comes in the writing, but just the, the way we see just enough to, like, be afraid. <laughs> and yeah. Then, and then see the actual dinosaurs later. Um, and it's just, I mean, that's classic Spielberg, like I said, but it's... Um, just so well done in this movie, especially. I really like that. And the that. first full one, we, like besides you know the, the the first animatronic one that you see is the Triceratops, and all you do is just feel bad for her. Right. And they yeah. Just also show that they're vulnerable at the same time, and they never really explain what happened and why she was sick there. Yeah, because they didn't find the the plant in the poop, no. right? And they didn't find the the lilac berries. Yeah. Yeah, the eastern lilac. They didn't find the berries in the poop, so. And never touch on what it is. Maybe it's because you created a creature that shouldn't exist. I don't know. Maybe that's why it's happening every six weeks. I wonder if it's... Now I'm just making shit up. Like, I wonder if it's something like... Because, like, they change sexes to, like, 
or at least mm-hmm. some of them do, yeah. to have babies, maybe that's like a six weeks, although mm-hmm. that wouldn't make sense no. for it to be a six week cycle, it would be like a... Yeah, whenever an animal goes into heat. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But so yeah, maybe, it's like, it's one mean, thing that's always bugging me, I'm like, they never say what was yeah. actually wrong with them. I guess they never have time to find out, because a bunch of people got eaten. Yeah. What happened to that guy? Well, I guess he went on the boat. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. He went on the boat for the mainland before the hurricane showed up. Which, fun fact real quick, the hurricane footage of the uh, water spraying over the jetty is the ship is taking off. That's actual footage from Hurricane Aniki in 92. Yeah, my uh, family had a bakery down in the um, Lihui section of Oahu, uh, Kauai, Oahu, um, <laughs> of Hawaii, and so we'd gone down to do storm prep, and then as we were pulling out, you could see a camera crew um, just out on the edge of the bay, just rolling. And then we see this movie, you know, six months later, and we're like, oh, <laughs> we saw them That's what that is. is. Huh, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I also just love um, the the scene when the T Rex breaks out and while like the you know smashing the glass on which that's probably should have broken but yeah I don't know that's uh, rad though yeah it's it's an amazing scene face. like I don't even <gasps> holding it up with her feet yeah like it's just and that whole scene like even before that like the whole scene from like where's the goat to I threw up <laughs> like everything <Yeah. laughs> in there yeah is just so well shot and just like amps up the tension and it's just beautiful. I think it's one of the one of the best scenes in, in film history. Like that and the kitchen scene both. Um like I feel like people don't take movies like this seriously a lot of times. Like it's like, oh it's just a fun action movie. I'm like, this is some of the best filmmaking but I've ever seen. A lot about movies in and general. it did, absolutely. The between the special effects and just the I mean even just the science that it was talking about was yeah. ahead of its time which we'll get more into into impact stuff yes. later. But yeah, there's just, I mean, there's just so many scenes in this movie. I'm like, this is, this is some of the best filmmaking in, in the history of filmmaking. Like why, like this was never a movie that came up when I was like studying film in school. Like we, we didn't talk about movies like this. Like should have. We should have. We absolutely should have. And it just wasn't wasn't considered serious or highbrow enough or whatever but the the tools being applied to to create this film are still top of the line absolutely and some of the the shot composition um like i said earlier with the shot of the herds of dinosaurs across the way and then here's this human being feeling very small oh yeah and it's stuff like that that is just just pops absolutely yeah it's It's amazing uh what were your guys's final scores 9.2 Outstanding. Wow. 9.94. Wow. Dang. Very close yeah. to perfect. What knocked it down out of curiosity? Um, not quite perfect scores for uh, mise-en-scene and camera angles. Um, but really, it could just as easily be perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I gave it a 9.6 out of 10. Um, outstanding. Uh, very close to perfect. Some of the best camera work in, in film history. Agreed. All right, so that's going to bring us to the next category, which is going to be editing and special effects. Um, and I'm sure we all have a lot to say about this yes. one. I should let someone else go first. I keep getting excited. I'm just jumping in. <laughs> it's, okay. it's your show. The editing is, I think, in this situation, one of those movies that the editing does not do a whole lot to add, but it also feels natural in the flow of the film to where it's really good editing because you don't notice it. I agree. Yeah. And I think that uh, that the bulk of this conversation is going to be all about the special effects because it Probably. was such is, a game yeah. changer. Ugh, yeah. So many ways. I mean, it, it raised the bar 
So high. I mean, if... Well, the dinosaurs we'd seen before that were freaking claymation. For the most part, yeah. yeah. 2D that, animation I mean, or claymation. Like, if, yeah. if the original theatrical Superman made you believe that a man could fly, this movie made you believe that anything was possible. True. Yes. Yeah. 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 High five. That is a really high five. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was not a very good high five. We'll do that later. But yeah, just the, the hybridization of animatronics with digital to, to give it that extra weight and realism. You know, I... A lot of the production photos and behind-the-scenes stuff, you'll see uh, scenes where dudes are running around in raptor suits. Yeah, yeah. And then you can, you know, knowing that, you're like, well, that, that's why it had that extra oomph on film, is, is if these things were there. And as, as high-level as the digital work was, if it was leveraged simply on the digital, it would not, not have had the same impact. Not even close. Well, it's like yeah. a new one. Like, where I love Jurassic World, it's like, all the dinosaurs are CG. And yeah. you know they are. And it right. just doesn't have... Yeah, like, whereas original Jurassic Park, you the feel the like you can reach out and touch them. Like, yeah. I want to lay my head on that Triceratops and listen to it breathe. Hell yeah, I want to do right. that. Like, that would be rad. Like, but you can't do that. And, like, in Jurassic World, where you're like, hey, those aren't there. You know? Like, it's just... Yeah. Well, it's still a fun film. It just doesn't have that same feel. Yeah, I agree. And there's just, I mean, just the, like, the attention to detail with the dinosaur designs. Like, at one point, the the very iconic scene where the T-Rex looks through the window of the Jeep to, like, look at the kids. The her, eye. her eyes are freaking, like, dilating and, yeah. and get con- contracting, constricting. constricting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's, that's insane. That's yeah. bonkers. Like, just the... Just attention to detail with stuff like that is just like it just takes it to the next that level. Glass it's of so water. Good. Yeah. I just come to find out they actually had to have someone. They couldn't get that right, so they actually had someone lay under the jeep with a, string, a guitar string and had to pluck the string <laughs> to get it to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, to this day, you hear that sound. Every person in that movie is like, "Whoop, T Rex!" You know, like it's just yeah. immediately you hear that boom sound. You can't help but not think that T Rex coming. Right. And that was just—I thought that was such a neat little touch. You know, it's not really that complicated of a special. Although, come to find out, it was actually kind of complicated to get it to do that. Yeah. Until they finally figured out how to get it to do it. Right. It's just such a nice little touch that just set such a mood that it's something that big that can make a glass of water vibrate like that is just cool. Yeah. Very much so. I also like um, just like more more subtle things, or I don't know if subtle is quite the right word, but not as not as memorable as the the dinosaurs themselves. Um, things like like the credit font, like when you see Jurassic Park, and then like the end credits have that like it's called jungle font, I think. Like it, it's like like a Jurassic Park font. Yeah. Like even just things like that are like iconic. Like like it's. It's a font. This movie made a font famous. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah true. Like that's just crazy. And also, um, this is just, this is something that I remember. I mentioned at the beginning of this review that I, I have a very distinct memory of of renting the VHS tape and like watching it. And then at the very end, like after you watch the credits, there were like featurettes being like, "Here's how we did this." And one of the things was talking about that that scene you were talking about where where Lex is, is hanging and like the velociraptor flies down and she like looks up at one point and that was like like that was a stunt double. Hey, they weren't gonna have like a twelve year old kid hanging from the ceiling. Like that was a stunt double, but she accidentally looked up, so they're like, Oh crap, like we can't use that shot. And they're like, No, 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 I think we can make this work. So they 
took her face and CGI'd it onto the stunt double's body. And that was like the first time CGI anything like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, which now, like, I mean, now we've got skinny Steve Rogers' body on, on Chris Evans' head. Like, yeah. now, like that's, and that was already almost 10, well, what, seven Some years ago? Year. Yeah, like that's, yeah. that's old technology by now, but like, this was 25 years ago. That was the first time that it had ever been done, and it still looks decent. Yeah, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so just things like that, too, that are just... Like, I mean, this movie just just paved the way for, for special effects in every area. Like, it's just, um, just it phenomenal bar impressive. Oh, very yeah. High. Very high. Well, and come to find out, like, working with the animatronic dinosaurs was actually really hard because it was raining so much. Or, like, when they had to create the rain, that it, like, they froze up a lot and had to, like, yeah. stop and dry it off and do it again. And I'm really glad that they put forth that much effort into something so exhausting. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Very appreciative of it. Well, I think I remember reading something about um, they were having issues in getting the final shots of the initial scene with the T-Rex. They were having issues with the animatronics due to all the rain and so they actually had a guy that had climbed inside the body to make sure that one component of it kept operating so they can get the shot but at the same time if that thing had had seized up he would be trapped in there if it malfunctioned he could lose a limb if not his life and the fact that the crew was able to put their sense of self-preservation aside to try and get some of this done. I'm not sure they should have. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's I guess shocking, I'm glad they did, but... but... <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't... Them. Yeah, that wouldn't fly <laughs> these days. No. <laughs> For them, that's a good thing. Well, Shouldn't... Yeah, well, luckily they, yeah, they felt that the quality of the movie was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it paid off is the point of True. Yeah. I also really liked, um, just talking about, like, just some basic um, overall editing, there's the... Uh, the scene where where they're all hopping the fence and then Ellie's in the the control room. Apparently, you've got like some great cross cutting where it's like she's going through flipping them on one by one and they're on the fence and, and he's almost off but not quite. And like you know what's coming, you know he's gonna get electrocuted. But at the same time, you're like, well, they're not gonna hurt a kid. It's so, like he'll probably be fine. It's like, nope, there he goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just really like the I thought the cross cutting in in that scene was was done very effectively to, to like that get that yeah, yeah build that suspense and then have the suspense pay off because like I said usually you really just don't hurt kids in movies yeah um and so to to have them actually be in some serious danger was um was great I, I feel bad being like kids in danger awesome but <laughs> from a storytelling point of view yeah it was, it was well great. done yeah. yeah um so I gave this one I gave it perfect tens down the line I I just think the editing is is fantastic um. I probably could have gone a little bit lower because really, I think the special effects pushes it. Um, I mean, obviously special effects is a 10 and overall editing could easily be a 10 out of 10 because of the special effects. Um, but I thought the other subcategories were just just fantastic as well and um, just really well done. So perfect 10 for me. Apparently I'm really good at giving things a 9.2 and I'm not really sure why. <laughs> um, so I gave it a 9.51. Okay. And I think mainly I kind of dialed down some of the categories because I had given out uh, like seven tens already. <laughs> Fair and enough. I felt like I was inflating my scores. So I deflated my scores and I've got a 9.51 on this. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad though. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to uh, another category, which is very strong um, for me at least. And that's going to be the sound design. 
Yeah, I'll let definitely. you guys go first again if, if you want, because I, I keep just flopping. So, <laughs> again, this is one of those movies that the sound design just adds everything so much. Because, yeah. I mean, if if they had designed these dinosaurs and they looked really cool, but they sounded like turkeys, right, would not have had the same effect. Oh, yeah, God, the sounds of the boss. So the, the, the yeah. different sounds that the different dinosaurs make, and they were dissimilar enough to where you could believe they were coming from a different species. Right. The, the rustle of the undergrowth as things are moving through it. The the roar of the T-Rex oh, yes. is such That's a sad. visceral. <laughs> and hearing that for the first time was just so gut-wrenching. Because it yeah. was like, oh my gosh, this is just, this is amazing. You know, because the giving it sound gives it, gives it uh, truth. In a yeah. Way. yeah, I completely agree. And that freaking theme song is so cool, so epic. Yeah, we've got to get into the into the news. <laughs> I mean, I mean, this is a strong category overall. Everything is is really strong. This is also another one of those special features at the end of the VHS tape was was all about the like the 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 fully design of like coming up with the designs of each thing and things like. I mean, this was before we really had like like digital sound. Like now, you just have a, a database of sound effects and a lot of times you just combine these things and make something and, and that's your your foley design whereas i mean this was a an artist going out and like recording the sound of his dog chewing a bone and recording the sounds of dolphins <laughs> recording the sounds of like a walrus exactly like just just whatever animals they thought would make sense and then and then threw them together, threw them together to come up with these really unique um sound like you said like every dinosaur has you know they all sound like dinosaurs they all sound a little different than anything we've heard before but they each have their own sound like you can you know when you hear that t-rex roar it's like oh no the t-rex is coming i know that sound maybe not so much in this movie but it throughout the franchise you Mm -hmm. know so just the design there um and all the unique sounds from the velociraptors are just oh yeah so awesome clicks and whistles and barks sound that they do like oh yeah (laughs) love it yeah or even the clicking of their toenails in the kitchen scene. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. It's neat. Yeah, and I love, yeah, all the sound, music, all of it. It's all great. Even Mr. DNA. Especially Mr. DNA. <laughs> Dinosaurs. <laughs> but yeah, the, the score. I, there are very few movies that I've gone out and purchased a score of. This is one of them. Another set being the Star Wars well, score, so. which, appropriately enough, both John Williams. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this is like I I am a sucker for John Williams. Anything oh, he does sure. is is just some of the best in in the business. Like he's just amazing, and I think this is my favorite. The the, the second being Star Wars, and, and I'm not sure. Like it's one of those things where like when I hear Star Wars again, I'll probably be like, no, this is better, and then I'll watch Jurassic Park, and I'm like, yeah. no, I was wrong. This is better. Like they're real close. But it's just, and it's not, I mean, obviously that that theme is very iconic and mm-hmm. it's used very appropriately to give this sense of, of awe and wonder and excitement. But then there's also music that gets like the, the tension going and, you know, and excitement and, and just, it just has like a whole range of emotions. And, and there's different versions of that theme that, that help convey these different emotions. And it's just, it's very, um well nuanced i guess i mean i'm very you're, i mean you're a yeah. musician you know more about the, the right words no, than i think I do. that's a, a great way to put it is that yeah. is using the different motifs from the main theme and working those in to different different ways and different tempos and different keys that give yeah. it a different 
sense of the move, depending on the situation. It's really well done. I mean, yeah. The, this is this soundtrack is John Williams at the top of his game, flat out. I mean, as, as a composer, this I love the Star Wars soundtrack. It's been a part of my life for the majority of my life. <laughs> yeah. But on a, a technical basis, this is better. The Jurassic Park <coughs> score is flat out better. It is more nuanced. It is more capably written and performed. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's, yeah, that's that's some real truth right there. Damn. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. No. <laughs> I'm quite surprised right now. <laughs> so, I mean, just the... The overall sound mixing of everything in conjunction with that score, it just, again, it gives the more veracity to the, the world that they built in this movie. I agree. And it's just killer. Yeah. It's it's great sound work. And, and you know, Foley work is one of those things that when you're a kid, you don't really think about it. You're right. thinking, oh, the, the sound of that clicking nail is, is uh, that's just what the dinosaur's toenail sounds like. No, that's... That's literally a Foley artist sitting there with a box and a football helmet with a straight-edge razor blade tapping it on there. I'm not saying that's what was used, but it's, it's to illustrate the example. And Clicking coconut <clears throat> shells to get a big song of course. <laughs> True. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the lengths that they went to, to to make that sound as accurate as possible yeah. really shows. I agree. This is another example of... of stuff that I, I can't believe we we never study. I mean, I didn't s- study sound much. I mean, my film education was, was fairly basic. <laughs> so it's not like I had a whole class where we studied sound or anything. Um, but it's still a topic that came up and this movie was never mentioned. And I'm like, this is some of the best sound work in, in film ever. I mean, in 2001, A Space Odyssey is phenomenal. And, and this would be like second, probably for me, as far as like the best sound work I've ever heard. And this might even be first. I like, it'd be a close call for me. Like Depends it's just, on what day it is. exactly. Um, like it's just, it's, it's phenomenal and it's, it's so well done. And, and, and it does get talked about just for some reason, not in any of the classes I took, I guess. Um, and I think it just goes back to it being considered like, it's big Hollywood fluff. Exactly. It's just, it's it's a blockbuster. Like, the blockbusters don't get taken seriously. I'm like... They should. They should. And it's, it's for that's nothing what, else, then. That's all your moneymakers are at. Maybe we should pay attention. Yeah. But I think especially when it comes to, like, academia, they want to pretend that that it's not about the money, it's about the art, and, and which which I get, but they're not mutually exclusive. Like, this is, this movie is art. Like, well, this is make money because people want to go see it. Exactly. So, it's it's storytelling. It's, yeah. it's yeah. Um it's fun, damn it. Yeah. So so I wish this movie and it I mean it's a very historical movie. It's not like it never gets mentioned and people pretend like it didn't wasn't made. Like it's obviously has an effect, but anyway, I'm just bitter about my lack of an education in college, I guess, because <laughs> movies like this weren't talked about and they should have been. <laughs> I agree. Um, so I get, this was another perfect 10 for me. Easily a perfect 10. Editing, I probably could have gone a little lower in some of the subcategories, and I feel like that would have been um, acceptable. But but this one, no way. Perfect 10 for everything. No doubts. I made a 9.8. All right. And I got a 9.95. Wow, I got I got a guess. And maybe for both of you, those are both <laughs> so close to perfect, what knocked it down. I didn't want to give too many things 10s, but uh, yeah. I don't know. I did like 9.5 <laughs> on two of them for, I don't know. I'm really not That's sure fair. why. 
I'll do that. So I, it has to really, my gut has to speak to me to give something a perfect 10. And, and if it doesn't, I'll, I'll do the same thing. I give it a 9.5. Um, so I get it. <laughs> same thing with you. You just didn't want to give too many 10s. Pretty yeah. much. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I, I took a few points off of uh, storytelling arbitrarily. Okay. I didn't have a whole lot of justification other than the score, definite 10, sound effects, yeah. you know, all the Foley work, definite 10. Overall sound design was a 10. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Solid. All right. Uh, so that's going to bring us to a category I think we're all going to have some fun talking about. That's <laughs> going to be aesthetics. I will say right off the top, this is, um, even though it's very true, I mean, obviously this movie was made in 1993. It's very obviously made in 1993, oh, which, yeah. I, which I can't really dock it for because like... So many bangs. It is what it is. So many bangs so and so bangs. much denim. So <laughs> much denim. <laughs> Which is coming back. Like, I was in Target the other day, and there were so many know, denim gross. shirts. Sam and flannel. What? Oh, I love flannel, though. I'm a sucker for it. But... Coming back around. Yeah. It was like, I gave hair kind of, I guess, just an average score, only because, or, I mean, it was just 90s. It wasn't like, yeah, you know, there wasn't anything. There was no artistry to it. Except for Tim's hair after he got electrocuted. That was about it. That was about, I gave, I gave hair a 7 out of 10, largely because, um, People actually looked a little messed up by the end of the movie, which is oh, fairly yeah, rare. Right. I gave makeup a much higher score. Because um, their wounds looked believable. Exactly. Their, their wounds looked believable. They were filthy. They looked like... Filthy, yes. Yeah. Like, we, I just feel like most movies, it's like, oh, maybe I'll have a couple hairs out. Like, a, you yeah. know, They'll a have little that, like, wispy. one little artful exactly. dash across yeah. the bridge of the nose. Right. Maybe, maybe one on the forehead yeah. if, it's, if it's a really bad day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's... And that's it. And this movie, like, even the kids, like, they, yeah. they had a rough day, and it yeah. shows. Um, well, it also shows the different challenges that they all went through, too, because, you know, being yeah. out in the park for the whole 24-hour period that on running for their lives, Grant yeah. and the kids are just caked in dust. Mm-hmm. They're just so dirty. Just yeah. dirty, and their hair's all crusted up and scabbed, and, and by comparison... Ellie looks pretty good. Yeah. She's yeah. Like, you know, hair's just kind of coming back. It's a little sweaty. Yeah. But, you know. So many bangs. <laughs> so many bangs. <laughs> Sorry, like half her hair is her bangs. Yeah. 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 It's it pretty impressive. But yeah, the, the, I think the evolution of everyone's look to matches up well with the timeline of the movie. Uh, yeah. It's a, a great, great use of makeup in showing that progression. Agreed. Because even even as the kids were out in the park, you know, they start out, they're a little dirty and a little wet and a little muddy. And then from there, you know, it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse until finally they're on that helicopter ride out and they're just exhausted and just collapse. Just caked yeah. in dust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. And costumes, I just gave a five because it wasn't like, you know, it's just regular clothes. So, I mean, they... The outfits each fit the person. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't like, damn, that was a nice shirt. You know what I mean? It was just, felt like it was just, the clothes fit the person, but I wouldn't necessarily call it a costume. Yeah. I gave costumes, looking at it now, I, I think I um, was maybe a little too swept up in the 90s nostalgia because I gave costumes a 9 out of 10. Dang. I know, which I, I think <laughs> that was probably a little too high, but I do really like um like what you were saying about how each character has kind of their own look and just like like even like the kids like when they first show up on the island and they're like running towards their crap and i'm looking at them both and i'm like 
I have those outfits, like both of them for the boy and the girl. Like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures of myself. Of those shorts? Yeah, like it's just so, like, just straight out of the 90s. I mean, obviously, like, that was when this movie was made. It's not like it's a period piece, like, trying to reenact it, but just. Um, just the nostalgia factor, I think, of like, yep, that was the 90s fashion. <laughs> like, that, that's what kids that, at that age wore. Unfortunately. Yeah. And yeah, it's not, not it's not, hyper-color, not great. Really. No yeah. hypercolor, yeah. That would yeah. be pretty fun. Not enough hypercolor. <laughs> 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 but then I also really like, uh, like Hammond, like his, like, almost like the Colonel, what's the, what's the uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken? Colonel Sanders. <laughs> no, like almost oh. like a, a Colonel Sanders, like all white suit, but like kind of a safari vibe. Like, it's got like the short sleeve shirt and, uh, I think it looked like it was really lightweight. Yeah. Like, that, that looked like yeah. it's really, cool. really yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. Spared no yeah. expense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so things like that. I think I think a nine was probably a little too generous, but I'm going to leave it because it's apparently what I what my gut was telling me at the time. So that's some locations I gave a ten. Yeah. I did too, easily. And especially, I think it's easy to forget with this movie that there are so many locations. Like there's... The visitor center, there's like the control room, there's the kitchen, there's the cafeteria. They're like there's so like yeah, pretty much all takes T-Rex place at the park. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just so much going on and it all looks so believable. Like it's just really well made stuff. The gigantic tree roots look real. Which is the gigantic oh, yeah. tree roots were real. Banyan trees, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love those trees. Yeah, I've only been right. to... I, I didn't live on Hawaii, but I've been <laughs> once. Did I? Um, yeah, and, and I think that was one of my favorite things was all the banyan trees. They're so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a sucker for them. Yeah, just the all the different outdoor locations in conjunction with the exterior shots of the interior locations, it was so seamless that it felt like Island Ubar. You know, it felt like this is that island. And it was funny for me growing up because as I'm watching it, I'm like, well, that's Nepali Coast. I heard from my friend's dad where where this was. I've actually been to where the gate, the Jurassic Park gate was. Yeah. I've been to that site. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's just a couple of concrete blocks, but that's right. where it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so the, the, the location work was great. And to yeah. stitch it all together into this unified thing, it worked really, really well for me. I also love, um, speaking of the gate, which I guess I considered more of a prop than a location. Um, it's both. It is both. It's still there. Um, but the just the, the props within this movie, there's so many things that are so iconic. Um, and we've got the, you know, he uh, Hammond has the cane with like the, the amber on the top. Like that's, you see that and you, you know, like, oh yeah, that's Hammond's cane. Velociraptor claw. The Velociraptor claw, the night vision goggles, the jeeps, um, so many things. Um, <laughs> well, the, uh, the cow that gets fed to the Velociraptors, yeah, it's black on screen, but it was painted black. Aww. It was actually a brown cow. Um, my buddy Dwayne Silva from elementary school, it was his uncle's cow. And so he'd rented it out to them, and they ended up painting it black for the shot because it looked better. In contrast, because if you remember, there's a lot of shots from below the cow looking up. So the cows in the background being hoisted over and we're talking to characters down here. So, yeah, apparently someone in production decided, no, we should have a black cow. So they painted it. Kill the cow? Well, I mean, it was, no, it wasn't like house paint. Yeah. What kind of paint? Just temporary hair dye. Just temporary body paint. Yeah. 
Okay, that sounds less... You should probably lead with that, because I'm thinking, like, house paint, and I'm like, that would kill a human. I'm pretty sure that would kill a... Like if they put a mask over and spray-painted him. (laughs) Parts of graffiti artists. I mean, you never know. You already told me what they do with the the stump people inside the T-Rex. That is... Yeah, the first time I heard that cow thing, I was like, what? That's crazy. (laughs) That sounds about right, though. The people get a little picky with their movies. Yeah, the, the props were... They all felt natural like they belong there and if not they were a nice extra touch like i said like or even the grates above the ceiling with the the letters yeah i thought that was cool i agree yeah like the yeah you see like the ride thing that was rad like that yeah yeah it's just all well done and even things like i guess this might go more into like camera work but i consider it more props i don't know but like the that iconic scene where the T-Rex takes down the velociraptors and then does the roar and then the banner falls. It's like, you know, welcome to Jurassic Park, Um, which I love that that comes back in in Jurassic World. That's... I I don't think I like Jurassic World as much as you. I have some some major issues with it, but... That's because there's some major issues with that movie. Yeah. But that part's rad. The the props in general, like just all... And you see the old Jeeps again, just all all the callbacks are phenomenal yeah Um, and it's because it has this movie to like i don't think you could do that with that many movies and and pull off like that nostalgia factor of like oh that prop is there that prop is there did you see that oh my god yeah Yeah. like like, how many other movies would you be that excited to see a prop from one movie show up in another like that's not that big of a deal and yet it is with this franchise because it's it's so iconic yeah yeah so yeah, so set, sets and locations and props, both of those subcategories, um, I gave perfect tens to because it's just so iconic and so well done and, and so seamless, like what you were saying about just, just it, it feels like this is a a park that they went to. like This is a real place. Yeah, yeah. which it is. Like, that's, I mean, they went on the film on location. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't always feel that way. And they really were able to get that cohesive feel. Yeah, exactly. All right, do we want to uh, give our totals then? Yeah. Mine came to an even 9 out of 10. Outstanding. Um, mine was a little low because I you know, scored hair and costumes low, so it was a 7.5, but still exceeds expectations. Fair enough. Even though I gave you know 8.5 a 10. like I gave sets and locations a 10, so yeah, still low. And I came out with a score of 9.89. Gotta ask, because you keep getting so close to perfect. What, what dragged it down? I did not give a perfect 10 to hair. But I dialed it back, and a lot of my high score on that hair is because I remember all of these hairstyles in the world. Like, I remember seeing people that had these hairstyles. Yeah. Like, two years before this movie came out, my mom had it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then she changed her hairstyle, and I was like, I recognize that hairstyle. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I gave it a five, because there really was anything. Because you remember those hairstyles, too. You just don't remember them fondly. No, it's not that. It's just the fact that there wasn't anything unique or different about it. It just looked like every other no. hair. Whereas the hairstyles to me is like, meh. It's not that elaborate. It's fine. Yeah. So that impact on film, which I gave so, an overall perfect score. Go ahead. I, I did too. I, yeah. I gave all three. We've got critical impact, audience cult impact, and historical inspirational impact. All three I gave a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, pretty much we've talked about a lot of this throughout other categories, but I mean, critical impact, the critics loved it. Like, it, I mean, it was a game changer. It changed everything. Like, audience and cult impact, same thing. Audience loved it at the time, and it's held up over time. People, yeah, still, people still love it. it yeah. yeah. 25 and years later, and we're still talking about it. Exactly. Yeah. Literally, it's like 25 to and the we're day. we're excited talking about it. We're not like, ugh. Exactly. This movie. Right. And it's, and it's one that you can just keep watching and, and still love. 
um, and the historical inspirational impact, like we were saying with uh, with special effects alone, like that was was such a game changer. And then I think also the inspirational impact, um, like it's just a movie that that gets people inspired, like it's it excites people, especially kids seeing it. Um, like I, there was probably a lot of people who became paleontologists after this movie, or you know, or something related to that field, because mm-hmm. um, it just kind of has that kind of power. It makes you feel amazed about these things and you want to learn more about it. Um, but I think it, you know, the historical inspirational impact works on, on multiple levels. And, and if it didn't go against the grid, I probably would have given it like an 11, but I, I constrained myself. Yeah. So <laughs> dial it to 11. <laughs> yeah. So perfect, perfect 10 out of 10 overall for impact on film for me. I arbitrarily dialed mine down a little bit on critical impact and historical inspirational impact, so I actually ended up with a 9.88. But again, it was like, I feel like I shouldn't give so many 10s, which (laughs) I should have just gone with my gut in the first place. If you love the movie, do it. But yeah, I mean, it it was... There was so much buzz around this movie when it came out, and it was an instant success, and I mean, it spawned merchandise all over the place. I remember seeing Jurassic Park and then getting Jurassic Park toys with like little battle damage panels that pulled off the dinosaur's side and you know you have Jurassic Park jeeps and it was all really really cool stuff and then like the third and fourth wave it was like there are dinosaur commandos that are here to capture the dinosaurs and I was like that's dumb I'm gonna play with my grant figure. (laughs) (laughs) You know the, the impact that the film had just on our culture, you know, the the pop culture of the time. Oh yeah. It just it it hit like a meteor strike and just boom. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> Very clever. Just <laughs> pat yourself on the back for that one. I will. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um but yeah the 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 techniques and the special effects that I mean as we said before, it it paved the way for people to think of new and, and interesting ways to portray things it's um, like a well we never tried to do it that way because we didn't know you could do it that way and that became an industry standard and the level of quality just gave it a truth that was undeniable yeah yeah and, i agree yeah and it's a great movie mm-hmm. it's a fantastic movie Damn it. <laughs> it's outstanding all right well i guess that's a a good segue unless there's anything anyone wants to add for for impact on film uh, should we segue into overall enjoyment? Yeah. I have a feeling we might all have the same score for this one. Ten. 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 For sure. Yeah. This is... five years later, still. Exactly. I've seen it so many times. And I, I'm definitely the kind of person that likes rewatching movies, but not usually to the extent that, like, I've rewatched this one. Like, I, I could easily... Like, I just watched it... What today's Monday? I watched it Friday. I think I could easily sit down and watch it again right now. Yeah, Yeah, right now even like, and even because we watched it, I watched it, or it wasn't Friday. It was Thursday, and we were gonna do a review Friday, and then that didn't work. And so I was like, a part of me was like, well, I should just rewatch it again before then. And I almost did because I (laughs) I like this movie so much. And then I just, I just didn't have time. But I, I was very seriously considering it, and if I didn't have to go into work. Uh, suddenly over the weekend I, I easily would have watched this instead of go to work but well it's like you know and I, I hadn't I can't remember the last time I actually watched Jurassic Park well I guess when you and I when they re-released it in 3D five years ago to the 20th anniversary remember you and I saw mm-hmm. it in 3D in theater which was amazing um I missed it it was rad I highly suggest it um 
but what I what I find myself still doing is scenes that I know they're coming up that I love and like I just feel myself smiling and like I'm looking yeah. forward to the scene that I know so well and I've seen it many times and I can recite it you know but I'm still excited to see it and yeah yeah that says everything I agree it's just it's I, I legitimately think this is one of the best movies ever made Completely it's just agree. certainly when it comes to enjoyment it's it's easily top 10 material like this is this is one of the best movies ever made and and to be able to say that 25 years later like it just it really holds up and I, I feel like it doesn't get on very many lists of like at least not up in like top 10 maybe top 100 it would make some people's lists it should be in the top 10 it should be top top five even like yeah. it's it's up there for me like this is just it's just such a good movie, and it's certainly, if we're talking favorite movies, this might be my favorite movie. It is up there. Maybe, I've got a lot of favorite movies, but it's, it's up there. Yeah. Um, and as far as best movies I've ever seen, it, it's a little lower than favorite, but still up it's there. there. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, this is just a solid movie, and I don't know why. I mean, it certainly gets, I keep saying this, it gets talked about a lot. I'm not trying to say that that people just don't talk about it at all, but it's usually talked about in terms of either just specifically special effects or like blockbuster filmmaking in general. But as an overall film, yeah, it does not yeah, get it doesn't, revered like other movies. Exactly, and it, and it really should because it's just, it is a solid movie. It is fun from start to end and it holds up 25 years later. There's not, there's really, there's nothing cringeworthy that's like, ooh, that didn't stand the test of time or like, ooh, that wouldn't pass today. Like there's... It's still good. It's still good. Like it's, it's something that, that, Stands the test of time, well, like showing it to two kids last night that are six and eleven that have grown up watching you know movies with the CG that we have today and still being awed by it. Like absolutely. that says everything. Yeah, it, I mean it just yeah. In 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 every category we've gone through throughout this grid, it holds up and it has stood the test of time. Like it was good then and it is good now. Yep. It's it's a great movie. I agree, and I also gave extra credit just because. <laughs> How many points? Five, because I love it. All right. I gave it no extra credit because it doesn't need it. Fair enough. Um, I gave it. Um, I gave it one point of extra credit for for two things. The first one is um, blatant double dipping, but I gave it a, a half point of extra credit for the Jurassic Park theme song. It is, yeah, it's so good and it is so so epic and so memorable and it just like I said before hits all the right notes. Um, but it really does. It's just, and, and I felt, um, I, yeah, like the, I said this with, with historical inspirational impact and I probably should have said it with, with score soundtrack as well. Like if I, if it, if I didn't feel it went against my grid, I would have given it an 11 and instead I basically did by giving it a point of extra credit. But anyway, yeah, I just, I thought it deserved extra credit cause it's so awesome. Um, and then the second one, this is a little bit silly, but, um, I appreciate that this movie has two kids as the main characters and they're fairly precocious kids um but not to the point that they're like they feel realistically precocious and not like the usual like usually if there's a kid protagonist in a movie like this they're like super capable oh yeah and just and just like <laughs> just like the way they speak is like it's not even that this is unrealistic for a kid it's that no adults even talk this way like they just spew out like encyclopedic terms like look how smart i am i'm a kid that's a genius like the kid in the new Jurassic World. yeah those kids are not great <laughs> um and but this movie like it really um i i just felt like the the writing was was really towed that line perfectly where it's like 
Like, okay, like, you've got the kid who knows everything about dinosaurs, but if, like, I've known kids that age and younger who know that much about dinosaurs, like, it feels realistic. Yeah. And it just, and it works. The the computer programming part does get a little bit, you know, but I docked at points for that earlier, so, you know, but, but yeah, just the fact that they were able to balance that line of, like, okay, these are precocious kids, but they still need an adult to protect them, and they still feel... Still vulnerable. Exactly. Um, So I just thought, I guess that is double dipping again into the the characters section, but I thought it was worth a note because that is very rarely done. Um, And usually I just can't, like, kids in movies, I just can't. Like, I I don't like Iron Man 3 because there's that stupid kid and everybody loves that movie. And I don't know, I'm like, but there's a damn precocious kid who ruins it for me. (sighs) But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) The character's name is Harley. That's how you're thinking about it. I, yeah, I saw it once. All right. Yeah. So overall, movie's red. Ninety-five point three. Can love Jurassic Park. Ninety-four point nine. I gave it the lowest. Uh, Ninety-one point six. Still though, um, outstanding. It's um, yeah. This is. I think we've pretty much said everything that needs to be said. It's it's a great movie. Yeah. yeah. If right. you haven't seen it, go watch it now. And if you don't yeah. like it, then I don't know if you want to be your friend. Again. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how anyone couldn't yeah. like this movie. I'm, allowed, I'm, I'm all down for agreeing to disagree with most people, but come on. <laughs> Anyone's like, I don't like Jurassic Park. It's like, I can't. <laughs> all right, so I think that's going to wrap up our discussion of Jurassic Park. Uh, next week on Friday, June 15th, I'm going to be talking about Superman the movie with my dad, Mark, uh, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, Superman fans I know. Uh, so I'm very excited to get that out in time for Father's Day. And uh, we're a little late celebrating the Superman's 80th anniversary, but yeah, it's still the same year, so I think it works. And that's about it for upcoming reviews. Um, thanks for listening, and if you're interested in learning more about the Gritty Films rating system, you can check that out over at grittyfilms.com. That's going to be grittyfilms.com slash the grid. Gritty spelled G-R-I-D-D-Y. And you can also check out our Patreon account if you're interested in learning how you can help support Gritty Films. And that's patreon.com slash grittyfilms. And uh, if you want to rate and review this podcast on iTunes, that would be awesome. I'll see you next time. Bye.